Welcome to Working for Women, the independent women's forum podcast, where we are changing the conversation about women and public policy for the better. Hello, I'm Victoria Coley, Vice President of Communications at Independent Women's Forum and a huge college football fan. It is that time of year again, and both college and NFL football seasons are kicking off. As exciting as the season may be for some, like myself and my guest today, for non-sports lovers, it can be an extremely difficult time of year, signaling some problems among couples and even friends. But more and more people are finding some common ground and a good balance in their household thanks to survival tips from my guests. So you don't get overlooked by your significant other or friends on game days, award-winning sports writer, football fanatic, and author of a fantastic book titled When Football Season Turns You Into His Side Chick, The Ultimate Survival Guide for Relationships and Households During Football, Latasha Miles is joining me to give us some stellar tips to help us not get sidelined during football season. Latasha, welcome. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. I hope that you guys had a great holiday as well. Yeah, it was great. Um, you know, college football just kicked off. That is actually my um, dear to my heart. And so we were probably, as you know, right in front of the TV with my husband. But <laughs> to kick things off today, I'm dying to know if you always love football. And if not, tell us how you came to love the game. Interesting story. I hated football when I was a kid. Um, I'm one of the first granddaughters that my grandmother had. And so all the guys, they wanted to watch football. It was that after sun, on church after Sunday, we all gather around Grandma's TV for Sunday dinner, and they always wanted to watch football. It was more of them. They were older, bigger. They monopolized the TV. I hated football because I didn't understand it, and they wouldn't explain it to me. I was kind of like a little gnat, you know, like, get on, shoe fly, don't bother me kind of thing. Go eat, you know, <laughs> go play or something. So um, I always hated football when I was younger, but again, more so because I didn't understand it. Then I kind of went through the phase of, well, they're always watching it. I got to try to learn and catch on, again, because I was always surrounded by it. Then I went through puberty, where it was kind of like, hey, he's cute, you know? Like, he's nice looking, and the, the attraction started building. And then it was like, hey, they're wearing spandex. He's got a nice body. That that started happening. But that's long gone now, but that's kind of where I started getting into it. Then it became a part of my culture. Like, I, I started self-teaching myself. I, I started doing self-teaching. Like, what does third and six mean? Why is that in the corner? Why are they punting now? Why didn't they go for it? So then I started just picking up the Madden video game and doing, like, the demo so that I could get the X's and O's so I could understand so the format. Starting to really get yeah. into the game, know, know what the, exactly. the, you know, the dynamics were, what the game was all about. Exactly. And so now, years later, here we are, sunrise to sunset, I eat, breathe, sweat, football. It's, it's, it's a part of our culture now. <laughs> well, we know this is week one of the NFL season um, upon us. The Chiefs are facing the Patriots. The Jets are uh, playing the Bills. We've got Steelers meeting the Browns. The Ravens are playing the Bengals. And always a tough game, the Redskins are facing the Eagles. Uh, that's just a few of the games coming up this coming weekend. Um, tell us who your favorite team is. Yeah, lots of divisional games there, as you alluded to as well. Um, here's the thing. I'm Steelers first, last, and always. Um, I live in North Carolina, but I was a Steelers fan before the Panthers got a team, you know, 21 years ago. So I love the Steelers first. I root for the Panthers because they're the home team. Then it's kind of like I have favorite players 
So it's kind of like a muddle of everybody else. Like I want certain teams to do well for certain reasons. But then I have three teams that I hate, 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 hate. They are my nemesis. That is the Ravens, and I know that's that area, but it's because I'm a Steelers fan. They're, they're our biggest divisional rival. Um, I hate the Patriots, and I do not, I cannot stand the Cowboys. So, like I said, it's I have, Steelers, it's Steelers, Panthers, everybody else that knows three at the bottom of the totem pole. <laughs> I've always heard either you love or you hate the Cowboys. Um, so tell us a little bit about what inspired you to write when football season turns you into a side shift. Well, I went through, um, again, with my growing into learning and, and loving sports and learning and knowing football, I did go into, went to college and um, at Winston-Salem State University, and I obtained a degree in sports journalism and mass communication. So I became like the sports editor of the paper. Um, I was covering football on Friday nights. I didn't have date nights on Friday nights. I had It was literally Friday night lights. Like I was on the sideline running for my life when a running back was coming out of bounds. So that was my Friday night. Um, but, yeah, I did sports writing, like, in Indiana. I covered in Tennessee. I did some in Illinois and, of course, North Carolina. So just in those ventures, being sometimes one of the only females on the sideline, being one of the only females in the press box, I understood football. I'd have front-page stories, this, that, and the third. So I had a lot of guys be like, oh, my gosh, you understand football? You get it? Can you teach my wife? Or women being like, well, I want to understand it, but he's so mean to me. He's always chewing my head off. So it kind of became like, um, like I, I almost became like a, a median for it because again, I'm a woman. I understand their point, but I'm a, I'm I'm a guy's girl because I love sports. So it it just kind of became like a, a demand for it, like a request, and then I just started making random social media posts on the beginning of football season years ago, like, hey, ladies, if you don't like football, here's what you do. This and the third, it kept getting shared. I was getting messaged. And I just said, like, maybe I should turn this into a book, just jokingly, you know, kidding, just put it out in the universe. But I put it on the shelf. Um, but but fast forward, my grandmother had, had died back in 2011. And she's the reason why I love sports, too, because, like I said, we were all in her house. She was a big baseball fan. And it, when she died, I, I kind of didn't touch sports for a while because I didn't get to do what I wanted to do before she died. But anyway, that idea that I said at the beginning of football season, like, I have to write the book. Well, in, in November of that year, it was a cold, rainy night. I kid you not, I was asleep. It was a stormy night. My grandmother's spirit, like, descended from heaven and was like, you need to go write that book. And I got up in the middle of the night, and I just started writing. Of course, I didn't get everything, or, or I'd be somewhere I couldn't type it, but I would jot down my ideas, um, make notes, sticky notes, text it to myself, record, whatever it took, and then it turns into the book. So, my grandmother inspired the book and just, yeah, just, just her different husbands and wives and stuff, yeah. Very cool. Very cool story there. So in your book, you say football season um, has the same level of anticipation and excitement for men on Valentine's Day as Valentine's Day does for women. So how so? Yeah, absolutely, because, like, Valentine's Day, again, I'm a guy's girl, so I don't, I'm not that typical where I look forward to Valentine's Day necessarily, but I also would, like, buy my boyfriend stuff as well. So it's not a standard, typical woman's day for me. But this is a generalization. Most women, they can't wait for Valentine's Day to get the nice, expensive dinner to put on clothes. Not saying it doesn't happen every other day. But, you know, Valentine's Day is typically a big deal. Go to the, the greeting card stores and, and florists. It's, it's huge. Um, it's a huge commercialized day of the year. So women look 
look forward to that. They want the flowers sent to their job. Girl, look what he got me for Valentine's Day. Or maybe they might get proposed to, like, okay, this might be the day. It's a little cliche, but he might propose me on Valentine's Day. Whatever. It's, it's a day of love. And so the first day of football season is kind of the equivalent to that because what people don't realize until it's said or on paper, football season has the shortest professional span on the calendar. If your team doesn't make it to the playoffs, it's just four months. That's it. Then you have an eight month. <laughs> you have an eight month off season. Your season could end at the end of January, the end of uh, the beginning of the end of December, first of January, depending on the calendar, and you don't get it back to September. You go 213 days in between Super Bowl and the first day of football season. So then, so that's the thing. Like you look, it, men look forward to it. It's it's their sanctuary. They love football, and a lot of times with some guys. Football is their first love. They play peewee. Their, their dads have been throwing footballs with them in the yard. You know, they play tackle, Pop Warner. So it's, it's a first love for them. So like I said, with women being Valentine's Day, they kind of run parallel. They cannot wait for Valentine's Day, just like men can't wait for the first day of the football season. They count down on their on the calendar, right? Absolutely. <laughs> To make sure you, uh, you know, our listeners or women out there who, who um, you know, are listening aren't forgotten about until February Super Bowl or the College National Championship in, in, um, this, in December, early January. Let's talk a bit about those helpful tips in your book for women who may feel temporarily neglected that will help them through the bumps and bruises that football season can inflict on some relationships and friendships. Um, so tell us exactly what it means to be a side chick and how do women – um, kind of drive into this assistant coach mode you talk about. Um, what is it and how can we also do that? Yeah, definitely. So like the the um, like the slang term, the side chick term, of course, that just kind of means obviously something on the side. It's like a, a side dish. It, it has its own benefits. It's not the, it's not the meat. It's kind of the potatoes. So it, it still fills you up to a certain degree. But again, it's not meat. You know what I mean? It, 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 it's not the, the whole nook and cranny there, um, but it, it has its own type of benefits. So that's the thing about the difference in with you having a main chick, your, your female counterpart, she becomes the side chick because she can't provide the benefits to you like football does. It is, again, it's a sanctuary. It's something they've been yeah. looking for. They've been anticipating it all, all year, and, and here it is, and it goes by so fast. So they have to have... Um, they like theme for it. So sometimes, like I said, the, the woman becomes the side chick in this particular instance because they haven't had football in a while. It, it provides a different type of adrenaline for them. And um, like the, one of the things that women, some of the things that women can do to dive in like an assistant coach mode. Okay. Women, we typically like to shop. We just did all the back to school shopping for the kids. So while we're out doing the back to school shopping for the kids, or again, because it's in our nature to usually like to shop, Go out and pick up something for the biggest kid in the household, your your male counterpart, your significant other. Go get them some lounge pants with Redskin logo on it, where they have license plate holders with Redskins on it or, or any of the teams, toothbrushes, anything like that. Um, God forbid if a guy's sitting there watching the games on Sundays in his recliner and the batteries go out. He's got to actually get up and go turn up the TV. Are you kidding me? Have some extra batteries around the house. Call the cable providers. Find out what the package is. Sometimes you can get four free months of football by ordering this. That's the thing. You're diving into assistant mode. You know, he's going to appreciate those little those little things like that. Um, and that can sometimes help keep him in the house 
as well in doing so. And so that that takes the role of you not being a side chick, but instead you're being like the assistant coach. Gotcha. Yeah, buying a little something and letting me know, like, hey, honey, I support you, or, you know, I'm, I'm with you. You're, you know, here's something for your team, something new, right? They always need a little something exactly. new every season. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and it's yeah. important that guys, oh, I'm sorry, I was going to say, it's important that the guys, the new stuff that the wife buys you guys, make sure you wear it to the bars and to the, don't wear the frumpy, the frumpy stuff that you, you, you've had for years. <laughs> Keep that at the house. <laughs> <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about how can we move this ball down the field and find a way to get into that man cave invite during the game? Because on game days, they're all day events, right? So, for example, my husband, he doesn't want to miss the college football game, right? So, for a matter of fact, last weekend, he turned on college game day first thing in the morning, and he wanted to stay in front of that TV all day long (laughs) until we saw the post-game commentary at night. So, if, if women are, you know, down in the man cave watching the game on the big screen, but they want to have some time with their significant other or friends, how can they get that invite into the man cave? Two easy fixes for that, Victoria. Food and beer. That's, that's all it takes. You make your man some wings. Again, women, like I said, women, we typically like to shop. Women typically like to cook. So this is a great time to do those those recipes that you've been dabbling in, that dip, that sauce, that queso dip, some stuff that you've been trying from scratch that you've seen on Food Network. This is a good time to put that stuff on display. Um, make them some wings. Have those nachos. Have those chips. And, again, get them some beer. You're also keeping him in that man cave. You're keeping him at home. Um, so just make a little store run. Or, like I said, just dabble up some stuff in the kitchen. That's going to get you in the man cave. Those smells, that aroma of beer and, and wings, he'll let you come right on in as long as you're accommodating him. Because, again, also he doesn't have to get up. He doesn't have to. The commercials, you know, that that's not really – that's usually enough time to run to the bathroom real quick. But you're catering to him. You're accommodating him by having those necessities right there for him. And sometimes those commercials can be the best part for some women. I know on Super Bowl – that's all of my girlfriends talk about the commercials the next day. So, um, right. Are there any behaviors? Are there any behaviors that we should uh, that women should try and really avoid on this day? Like, is there anything that like would be um, just a, a pain for for men or super football fans that they just don't want to deal with on game day? That's a perfect segue. The fact you just brought up the uh, Super Bowl commercials. When you when ladies have questions about the games. Wait till commercials to ask those questions. But again, the commercials go go by really, really fast, or he might run to the restroom or anything. Here's the thing: guys want to help you. Like they're cool. They love that you want to know about football. That's great. But your timing, your timing is impeccable here. Don't ask them why the game is on. Or do again. Commercials going by so short. Ask them a night that football's not even on. Ask them on a Tuesday night. <laughs> you know, um, there's there's no NFL on then. Um, and then also the week has ended. Like Monday night football concludes the week. Then Thursday it starts back up on Thursday. So you got Tuesday and Wednesday to kind of fill that stuff in. It's great for dinner table conversations. So he's going to appreciate it then. So that's one of the main things. A lot of times, uh, and guys can be kind of aggressive on, oh, my gosh, you don't know what a third down is? Are you kidding me? But sometimes just asking it when you ask it will get you more of, more of the results that you're wanting. I feel like any, any like, huge football fan would be thrilled to be like, oh, hey, here's how the game goes. Like, if you want to know what a, a third down means or 
for why they have a, you know, why there's been a penalty or, um, so yeah, right. that's the great tips there. Um, and any insight into this season coming up? Well, yeah, and I'll start, of course, with with the home. Um, we'll go with the NFC East for starters um, because I did go to five training camps last month, and the Redskins were one of them. Again, because I live in North Carolina, that's just a five-hour road trip. Um, and think the scheduling guys, I was spying on the Ravens, again, because that's my divisional nemesis. So they had the Ravens training camp at like 10 that morning, and then you guys had like two sessions, and the second one was at like one thirty. So bless the scheduling gods for that. So that day, that Saturday, I think it was like August the 12th, I, I visited the Ravens and I came down to you all. And I was very intrigued by you all because, um, and like, I've, I've been on set with Good Morning Washington. I've talked about the Redskins with Fred Smoot, with the anchors of Good Morning Washington, um, with Josh Morgan. And so, it, it like, I dial in on the Redskins. Plus, my brother's a Redskins fan, and then we came to the Redskins and Panthers game like the week of Christmas last year. So I, I'm, I'm always in tune with the Redskins, you know, even though they're not my first team. <laughs> um, but but I was, I'm very intrigued by the Redskins. Now tell us where our listeners can get a copy of your book and follow you on social media. Okay, thanks for asking. Yeah, the book is available on Amazon.com and also on CreateSpace.com. And then on social media, Twitter and Instagram, I'm at she underscore SPN. So it's like she SPN but it's the underscore in between it. So it's at she underscore SPN on Twitter and IG. Facebook, I'm under Latasha Joan Madden Miles, and that is affectionately named after John Madden in the Madden video game. Um, Snapchat, I'm just starting Snapchat. I'm, gosh, I'm old. But, yeah, that's also at she underscore SPN. And then I have a YouTube channel, which is she SPN the network. So She SPN, um, perfect. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Latasha. I encourage all of our listeners to go check out her book, get your copy. And even if you dislike sports, Latasha's guidance, I promise you in this book, will help get you through football season. And who knows, you may even come out on the other side a super fan. Um, Be sure to visit us at Independent Women's Forum and check out all of our informative and fun podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can also find each one on our website at iwf.org. Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please give it a thumbs up, share it on social media, or stop by iwf.org for similar content.